you're listening to Going Places. I'm your host, Kara Orbell. I initially started this podcast to learn more about the ins and outs of travel. Eventually, I discovered there's so much more to a person than where they go. My goal is to learn more from people who are going places. I've interviewed community leaders, entrepreneurs, veterans, authors, and experts who tell fascinating stories and give amazing advice. Thanks for tuning in, and I can't wait to see where you go. Hi, everyone. My name is Kara Orbell, your host of Going Places, and today I'm talking to Kayla Cropper. Kayla is a personal image designer and a personal shopper. She is a fashion expert, and I'm so excited to pick her brain about just everything she knows about cultivating self-image. I think that's a really important thing in the business world and just in, in life. I think it's really important. So thanks for being on the show, Kayla. No worries. I'm so glad to be here. Yay, this is great. So let's start from the very beginning. I think that's kind of where I like to start out. So you are from the UK. And then can you just tell me about your life growing up and kind of how you landed in fashion? Yeah, so I never, I never meant to be in fashion. It was never something I was really that interested in. Um, I used to when I was younger, I used to always color coordinate my outfits. So I used to wear like, a blue top and blue jeans and then like a red hoodie and red shoes like I always used to do that but I was never interested in it as a career or really interested in it otherwise um, and it was only when I turned 16 that I wanted a job so I was applying for everywhere I could think of like I didn't really care where I just wanted a job and I got my first interview was at River Island uh, which is a retail place here it's a bit like H&M I think you've got H&M over there um, yeah. so I got my interview for River Island and that kind of just started everything and I've not looked back since. (laughs) Definitely wasn't meant to be in it but I'm glad I did like it almost like the opportunity came and it was probably one of the best decisions I've made. That's great. So you work as a personal image designer right? So can you tell me a little bit more of what that is? Yeah definitely. So it's very very similar to a personal stylist. So I work, I specifically work with female entrepreneurs. So I work with people who have businesses already or are making a business and want to work on how they present themselves visually. So it could be for conferences, it could be for just live videos, it could just be how you connect yourself to your brand anyway. Um, so yeah, so I work on their personal image inside and out. So I work with your mindset to make sure that connects and then your style, then together, that's how I make the full potential version of yourself. That's awesome. So when you say mindset, so I had come from a sports background. So everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's 70% mindset and 30% sports or whatever. Mm-hmm. What is it like when you work with people's personal image? Is it like some sort of percentage mindset, some sort of percentage how much they put into it. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I think personally, I would say it's about 60% mindset, about 40% the way you come across. Because I think that if you're having a bad day, you might not want to look your absolute best. And that will, and people will notice. But if you're having an amazing day, you're going to look fantastic. Like you're, the way people see you will just change. Like you'll look confident, you'll be confident and it just, it makes so much of a difference. So that's why I really felt the need to add the mindset bit in, because if you have, if you don't have a, a great mindset about yourself, it doesn't matter how, how you look, how you present yourself is never going to match. So I thought it was really important to add that together. That's really powerful. Can you talk about kind of your favorite story when you were styling someone? Do you have a story that comes to mind? 
Um, yeah, I do actually. Um, I had a client who she is also a businesswoman and I was styling her for her brand photo shoot. And she has a background of being in the Navy. Um, she's actually, she lives in Florida, actually. Okay. Um, so I've never met her before, um, but we're in like a business group together. So that's kind of how I got to know her. And she gave me this list of her typical style. She was like 60s and 70s. She was like, I like to be casual, but I want to look like a boss. And I want, <laughs> I want to look approachable, but not. And like all this. But she was probably, I think, the best client I've ever worked with. Wow. Because... I really take pride in the fact that I can see what people will look like in the outfit before they put it on. So I really take pride and that's something that I'm really um, like strong about, something that I really feel strongly about. Um, so she was probably the best client I think that I've had. Like she had so many wants and needs, but we managed to do it and it came amazingly, I have to say. Like I think when she first wrote it down, I was like, oh my gosh, like, how can you have so many different things in one, like for one style? But it makes sense. I don't think that you, I, this is why I don't follow trends. I don't think that you need to follow one thing. There's so many different factors that will go into how your personal style is. And it works amazingly. Ooh, that's so cool. I thought you sound like a fashion psychic. Cause you're able to kind of predict people. I love that. I think that's so interesting. I use that. Yeah, you should. That's, that's really cool. I think for me personally, fashion has been something difficult because I grew up doing sports. So I never really mm -hmm. had a style and it's taken a while to kind of figure out my style and stuff. Can you talk yeah. about that? Can, do you have clients who struggle with that as well, where they don't really know their style? They don't have a lot of confidence in their fashion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think so even like I had a client who she's a mom and she was like, right, how do I dress to be a mom? And I was like, like, what, what do you, what are you talking about? <laughs> you can't dress to be a mom. You just dress how you are. And if you need to like mummify it in some way, then that's what you do. Um, I think some people think that when they're in different situations that they can't still look their best. So even as a sports person, you'll probably still have a style that goes with that. You just need to learn the ways to kind of maximize your potential in that style. So you look more than just a sports person. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's really important because I think even in like business, it really helps your appearance. It helps so much, um, which sounds so terrible. <laughs> it sounds so bad, but it's, re it's really the truth. Um, I've worked in places where you'll give your someone will give their CV in like their resume but if they don't look the part they'll throw it away doesn't matter doesn't matter how you are if you if you don't look like you're the part for the job then that's what they'll do so that's why I think it's really important doesn't matter what like occupation you work in you need to learn how to make things work for you I'd say interesting stuff so for business what is your go-to article of clothing that you tell all of your clients to get a blazer oh my god doesn't it doesn't even have to be like a full suit you can wear jeans and a blazer but I, that's my favorite look it's not even I, not a look that I wear I never wear it I don't have a blazer at home <laughs> but it's a look that I love and I think a blazer just changes everything like you could be wearing like a tracksuit like some tracksuit yeah, bottoms true. and wear a nice top and put a blazer on it and it's fashion so <laughs> blazer is a hundred percent the way to go Ooh, I like that. I don't even have a blazer. I need one. Neither so do I. 
<laughs> so what would you describe your personal style as? Oh, I think I have such a crazy personal style. Like one day, like today I'm wearing leopard print. Tomorrow I might be wearing like pink. Like it really changes. Um, I base my personal style just, it's just what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really can be anything. It could be, I don't know, if I had an event to go to, I could be wearing like a full blown like uh, ball gown <laughs> or I could be at the same event wearing like trousers and a nice top. Like I go really, really back and forth. I think I'm known for wearing black a lot. I think black's like my signature, but I try and, you know, mix and match that with different pieces sometimes. Cool. Interesting. That's really cool. So let's dive into a different part of the interview, which I'm actually really interested in. And you brought it up when we first met, but can you talk about fast fashion? Cause I know that's something you're a huge oh. advocate for. Yeah. Fast fashion. It's just a lot, a lot of the things that I teach my clients is that I, even though I can be a personal shopper, I don't like to personal shop that much okay because I feel like you can find whatever you're looking for you can find it in your closet 100 percent like one way or another because I've got so much in my closet still got tags on it and I might go out and look for the same thing that's already in there but I really believe in buying quality not quantity like I've shopped at the fast fashion brands like pretty little thing and misguided and stuff and you really do you get what you what you pay 100 mm-hmm. percent like I've got several five pound dresses that I've never worn or and they're already falling apart and haven't even like put it on <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah it's, it's terrible it's so bad for the environment and like it just makes you think how how can they go through trends so fast mm-hmm. and it's obviously mm-hmm. because they're not using all their products and they're just flipping and switching left, right and centre. And I think it's just so bad for the environment. I really believe it doesn't even have to be, um, it doesn't even have to be designer stuff. Mm-hmm. It can be anything like H&M have a cost conscious range where they specifically use stuff that's been made from, I don't know, 95% re- recycled polyester and stuff yeah. like that. So there's ways around it without having to pay a hefty price, definitely. Mm-hmm. So what, mm-hmm. is that your favourite way around it? Just finding conscious brands yeah 100 percent. because I think when people think of like sustainable fashion they think of like I don't know like tops made out of towels (laughs) (laughs) or like shorts made out of rags that are like orange or something like that that's what you typically see on like Instagram but you can actually make fashion out of sustainable sources and you know I've seen it so there's I, I mean I get it for the price it's cheap and it's you know easy to get but I don't think there's any excuse. It's really easy to find fashionable pieces, even just basic pieces that are cost effective and still are okay for the environment as well. Mm. Okay. So what is your go-to article of clothing that you just have? What, like, what's your favorite thing you love to wear? Um, oh, I have to say, so I haven't worn it since COVID. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, just been like ruining like fashion at the minute. Yeah. But I have I have this long fur coat. It's faux fur, obviously, obviously. Um, and it's faux fur and it's black and it has tiger print just on the sleeve. And Ooh. that's it. Otherwise, it's completely black. And that is like my go to item like for crime. Like when I wear that coat, you know, like just 
I'm not to be messed with. That's my favorite item. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so I wanted to dive into how do you work with clients to improve their confidence? Mm-hmm. Um, so I read a book. I've actually recently just finished this book. Um, it's called You're a Badass at Making Money. By oh, I Jen love Trinchet. that book. Oh, it's amazing. I literally finished reading it today. Like, it's so good. I could read it again. Um, but what she says in it, she says that we're all born with confidence. Like, we, we all have it regardless. But sometimes there's things that will get in the way, like even stuff like, so it's stuff that you learn. So like social anxiety you might learn or just things will get in the way that will make your confidence kind of go a bit deeper than it should but there's ways of getting out of it, which I think is really important. But I think the number one thing to remember is that we're all born with it. Like we all have confidence. And then it's the teaching people how to kind of, what's the word, kind of get out of whatever limiting beliefs that they have to let the confidence show through. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's amazing. Yeah. So I think it's not about, it's not about teaching people confidence. I think it's about reminding them that they have it. Ooh, I love that. So you work with a lot of entrepreneurs who are probably, probably older than you. I mean, I'm kind of the same way. I'm interviewing people who are older than me, like in my careers, I'm, I'm meeting people. How do you, how do you navigate the the age difference? Um, it's interesting because even before being an entrepreneur, I worked in places where I was a supervisor. So I was a member of Mm -hmm. management and there was people that are older than me. And to be honest, it didn't sit that well. (laughs) It really didn't sit very well because it was kind of like, well, how am I so young? Mm -hmm. But I'm the manager of them who obviously are a lot older than me. So in that kind of situation, it really didn't work out. But I think it's just reminding people. I think people look at me and think, oh, because I'm young, I have the kind of like that way of thinking. I'm in with the fashion and stuff like that because I'm young. So then they actually end up trusting me because of it. So it works quite well in this kind of situation because they're like, oh, well, I'll know about fashion because you know, I'm only 21. I'll know about it kind of thing. So they do end up trusting me. So it's quite good, really. I like that. That's cool. That's kind of fun. I feel like yeah. they're, you're kind of their go-to. So I know you don't like trends, but is there something that we can do to kind of educate ourselves on like, I know, I don't want to say what's in, but is there a way for us to find our style faster if I want to say because I know for me it's been kind of a journey so Mm -hmm. is there anything that you can give advice to if you're like feeling lost but you want to figure out kind of what what you want to wear yeah so it's I wouldn't say to stay away from trends if trends Mm -hmm. are something that someone's into then I totally get it I personally don't because trends change really really fast Mm -hmm. and I think that if you get into the cycle of trying to keep up with the trend you're going to spend a hell of a lot of money Mm-hmm. and then not wear any of it so I would say maybe to work on I hate to say this as well but it is the truth you should work on a capsule wardrobe I don't like capsule wardrobes because in a capsule wardrobe it will say you need to have one denim jacket and one leather jacket mm-hmm. and you need to have like three different colored like pieces of denim I don't wear leather jackets so I don't why would I still buy it if I don't need it so I don't I don't think you should have a capsule wardrobe, but it is something that you could look into to like for easy outfit building. But I'd say statement pieces are good, like blazers, that's a statement. Um, having just normal blue jeans, that's a statement as well. And then you build on top of that. So I'd say stick with statement pieces because if you're wearing black jeans, you can wear a red top and that's how you start building your personal style. I like that. 
That's good. Start with the basics. I love yeah. your, I feel like you have a very organic kind of sense of building someone's style because you're not like, follow the trends, do this. You're like, follow who you are, go inside and figure absolutely. out. Who I love yeah, absolutely. Because I think inside, yeah, you might change, but you're never going to change in a way that's like, you're a completely different person. Like, yeah, you'll work on personal development, but I'm still the same person I was 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm just yeah. in a different kind of place in my life. But I think style evolves with you. It, it evolves with your business choices. It evolves with your personal choices. But if you're going to follow trends, it's just it's just too fast, I think. Mm-hmm. I, th- I don't think it's a bad thing. There's trends that I absolutely love, like the little mini bag thing. <laughs> I don't own one, but I love it. <laughs> I yeah. think it's amazing. I don't think... I don't think it's very practical, but I think it looks cute. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think you should definitely go for it if you want to, but I think you shouldn't live by it. Mm, I like that. Okay. I wanted to touch on one thing because I studied abroad in Europe. So I studied abroad in Spain and I love, <laughs> I think I, I fit better into European style clothes and like, I know fast fashion is terrible, but Primark or Primark, I love that. Uh, yeah, Primark. <laughs> I love, I don't know why, but like everything fits me perfectly. It's so funny. Can you touch on the difference between UK and US style and kind of, is there a difference? Um, I think nowadays, I don't think there's much of a difference now. I think when I was growing up, there definitely was. I think in the US, you'd be more likely to wear whatever you wanted Whereas here in the UK, depending on where you are, you may be more reserved. Whereas in the US, it's more like anything goes and you just kind of crack on kind of thing. But yeah, I don't know. People just seem a lot more reserved. But, you know, since, but that's why we have fashion weeks and stuff like that. Like London Fashion Week is a really big thing here. And that's like your allocated week to wear whatever you want. And I think, I think that's where confidence goes into it as well. Because I don't think that people in the UK have maybe not even as much confidence as maybe people in the US would have. And I, I don't know why that is. I think maybe it's just, I don't know, maybe just based on just maybe how things are here. I'm not sure. But I think having fashion weeks and kind of like, I think once people start to like lean into who they are, that's when people start to kind of come out of their comfort zone. And then I think now, even with this pandemic, we're kind of all on the same length now because Mm -hmm. we're all going through it. So I think that's what's kind of, not that alone, but I think that's what's kind of added in together, like the same kind of wavelength between the US and the UK. And even like the brands, we all jump to the same brands and stuff like that. So I don't think there's a massive difference now. However, if you haven't got Primark in the US, you are missing out because even though it's (laughs) fashion, it's and I hate to say it but socks there are so cheap so mm-hmm. it's nice to go there just for some socks just for <laughs> just like pajamas like yeah. stuff that is something that is gonna you know something that you're gonna need to buy a lot of quite often I would go to Primark for definitely mm-hmm. yeah I have really cute like tops like cute um they're not not silk but they're like silk camis and they're so cute to wear like under a blazer when I get a blazer absolutely absolutely (laughs) that is the best thing to wear under a blazer as well yeah that's so funny that's so (laughs) funny I knew I was gonna bring up Primark because I was obsessed with it when I was in Spain but no yeah to be fair it it is good um and it's it's one of those because it's like even the fashion there the look of it is really not that bad either 
Um, I think as far as fast fashion goes, you're probably you're probably better off going to Primark than you are going to Misguided or Pretty Little Thing anyway. Ooh. I know they're organic. Yeah. They go like with organic yeah. cotton, which is good. Is yeah. there anything like that? Like, are there any? I don't know if should we get buy organic clothes? Like, is that important to your skin or your health? Uh, I actually don't know. It's like um, organic food. Is it really that different from normal food? I see. I'm not that sure because obviously you can get like organic like apples, but is it really that different from a normal apple? Yeah. I don't know. I'm a bit. I don't know. I'm a bit not not skeptical, but I'm not sure what the benefits are between the two. Really. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Stuff. Do you ever like DIY your stuff? Like, do you do you like thrift shopping at all? Um, you know what? No, I never do. And it's weird because thrift shopping in the US seems amazing, but yeah. thrift shopping in the UK really isn't anything special, I wouldn't say. Some people find the most amazing stuff from thrift shops. I am not one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't find anything ever. Um, but I do have a sewing machine here. So sometimes those five pound dresses that I once bought for no reason sometimes I'll try and make something out of it but it doesn't really work out that well (laughs) but I give it a go anyway (laughs) love that so when you're working with clients do you prefer working with clients from the U.S. or the U.K. or is there is there a difference or is there something that you need to work on with them that's different not really I think no I, I would say pretty much all clients that I work with are really the same they all have the same kind of goal they all have the same kind of problems I'd say so it doesn't matter really where they're from it's it's really easy to well even if even if it did they're really easy to kind of change how I do certain things to then match them I think that's really important because you kind of got to obviously not every client's the same they may have the same problems but them as a person isn't the same um, so I may have to, you know, switch and change certain things, but I wouldn't say there's any particular preference. Interesting. Okay, I have a couple more questions. So, what is the what are what are your highs and lows of your job? What's your favorite thing, and what's your least favorite thing about what you do? Um, my favorite thing is the freedom. I have to say, like, I love just just being able to do what I love every day. I think it's really important. Um, I've never worked in a job where I didn't love what I did and if I didn't love it I would leave (laughs) I want to I don't believe in staying in a job just because it pays your bills or staying in a business because it pays your bills if you don't love it then what's the point um so I'd say that's definitely my favorite thing and then my least favorite thing is um oh I don't even know (laughs) I don't even know what my least favorite thing is um I don't think I have a least favorite thing. I think because I have a lot of freedom. So if there was something that I didn't want to do, I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> so I would I would say, yeah, I have a lot of freedom. So there's, I'd say it's more perks that kind of comes with this. Ooh, I like that. You're so independent. I love that. Thank you. You actually <laughs> are a role model to me because I'm trying to figure out like I'm a very, I'm very unassertive I don't think that's the right word but I'm not Mm -hmm. assertive with where I am so if I'm in a situation that I don't love I won't get out of it I'll be like oh I'll just I'll just put my head down and deal with it but I think 
I really admire people who are just like, you know what? I'm not in the right place. I'm just going to leave. Like that, that takes a lot of strength and independence. Yeah. And see that I, I think I'm just really stubborn. <laughs> so like once someone tells me something to do something that I don't want to do, I'm like, well, I absolutely ca- just cannot do it. <laughs> I'm like, just can't do it. And I will find a way to not do it. <laughs> One wow. of those. But awesome. it, it, can, it has ups and downs being stubborn. So it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah that's true that's so funny okay um I guess I'm gonna give you my last question but it's mm-hmm. not really related to fashion at all but it's my favorite okay. question that I ask every single guest so going places was originally a travel interview and mm-hmm. I always asked my guest if you could go anywhere in the world where would you not go oh where would you not go mm-hmm. I was like right I know exactly <laughs> where I would go I was like ready to tell you my answer um, where would I not go? I would not go to, I would not go to Ibiza. Oh. Ibiza, Ayanapa, like any of those party places, because I'm really not a party person. So I just wouldn't go. I like, no, yeah. It's just not really my scene. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was younger, I was like, oh, 100%, I'm going to go to Ibiza and I'm going to have like the best time of my life. But <laughs> And no, I'm really just not interested. <laughs> That's where I wouldn't go. I think that was one of my best answers. I oh, like no. that. <laughs> no, yeah. I think if I could go anywhere, I'd go to Bali. I've been saying that for years. That's where I want to go, 100%. Like, I want to have, like, a holiday home there. That's where I want to go. Um, but, yeah, I'm more on the, like, I like peace and I like quiet. And I just like to just be chilled, whereas Ibiza is, like, the opposite. So I don't want to yeah. go there. <laughs> in the same way and I, I studied abroad in Valencia and they have like a crazy night scene and I was yeah. not in it I think I went to the discotheca like once I was like nope yeah. I'm gonna be on the beach I didn't even go to the beach but I'm gonna be like running in the parks and doing nothing <laughs> so I completely yeah, see, that's exactly <laughs> what I would do too <laughs> yeah. well thank you so much for being on the show Kayla I really appreciated our conversation thank you for having me it's been amazing great thank you That was my interview with Kayla Cropper. I hope you gained so many nuggets of wisdom regarding personal image, fashion, fast fashion, keeping up with trends or not, following who you are as a human being, and just cultivating a style that reflects your true self and who you want to be. I'm so grateful for our conversation. Kayla is truly a light and she is really trying to make a difference in how people view themselves in fashion and just in the world in general. Um, And regarding fast fashion, similar to technology, it's so important that we preserve our world by making sure we know where our clothes go, making sure we buy from sustainable sources. It's not that hard, like Kayla said, and she has so many insights. So feel free to reach out to her. She is amazing, and she will be able to help you with anything you need, any questions you have. And... I just want to say thank you for listening and I'm really appreciative of my listeners. Please let me know how you're doing and please let me know what you think of this episode. Thanks for tuning in and I can't wait to see where you go.